My vision, guys, my vision is to create a community of financially empowered individuals who are able to create wealth for themselves by using their talents, their abilities, their resources to create a life that's so fulfilling to them. Good morning, guys, and welcome to a new episode of the show, The Reason You Are Broke. This is the show where we have a conversation about your money and your life. And in each episode, we get you tons of inspiration and practical advice to keep you motivated as you begin to get intentional with your money. This podcast is recorded with a live audience on YouTube and Facebook. And we do take questions during the show. But if you're listening right now and you would like to send a question to the podcast, check the show notes for a link to send a voice message. Please note, your question might be featured on a future episode of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about your spending habits, the real reason behind your spending habits. As you join us, please, all I ask is that you share. And as you're watching, if anything I'm saying is inspiring to you and you like it, go ahead and give a thumbs up, okay? But more importantly, I want you to share so that other people can get this information because I believe that it's it's information that's going to change our community. It is information that it's very basic, very simple, but most people don't stop to think about it. Most people don't even give it a second thought. Yeah. So please go ahead and share because I know that a lot of people are going to find this relevant and you can help by making it reachable to more and more people. So as you can see, that's a brief introduction to a course that I am preparing. I'm going to launch that course soon. Uh, but the whole purpose of that course really is to, to help you to learn how to take back control of your money so that you can pay off debt and you can begin to create this life that you have always dreamed of. But it all starts really, it all starts with a spending habit. So today we're going to be talking about why you spend money the way that you do, the real reason behind your spending habit. Let me just tell you, first of all, what happens when you overspend, right? When you're spending beyond the amount of money that you make, that causes you to stay in a job that you hate, you stay in a job that you have no respect for, a job that you absolutely despise just because you need the money. If you take a day, you break your day down into three segments. It's eight hours. each. Say you spend about eight hours of your day at work. The other eight hours you spend sleeping, and there are some eight more hours that you spend doing everything else, right? You spend eight hours of your day at a job you absolutely hate because you need the money. But what happens when you get that money? You take the money. And within the other eight hours, which is your me time, you're on social media, you are seeing everything that everybody else is doing. And you're like, oh my God, those people seem to be having a lot of fun, much more fun than me. I need to do something for myself. So what do you do? You go out and you spend some money. The money you just worked so hard to get. You go out and you spend that money to buy certain things, things you don't need to impress people you don't even like. You spend money you don't have to buy things you don't need to impress people you don't even like. And because of that, what happens? You spend a lot of money, you might then be putting yourself in debt. And because now you're in more debt, because you spend all the money you had, 
guess what you have to do? You need to go back to the job you don't like and put in more hours so that you can get some more money. And yes, finally you get some more money. But what happens when you get the money again? You take the same money, you go out and buy some more things because you want to impress people. And to you, it's like you have defined yourself based on what people see in you. And because of that, you go ahead and you're spending a lot more money than you plan to or a lot more money than you can afford. And that just keeps you in the cycle because now you're in so much more debt and you're so much more unhappy. It takes you back to the same place of, I need more money. I need more. I need more. And where does more come from? More comes from your job. That's what happens in most cases. More comes from your job. So you find yourself in this cycle where you are spending all your energy and your resources. You're spending all your energy to make money. But when the money comes in, you have no plan. You take that same money and you are in a vicious cycle. Money you don't have to buy things you don't need to impress people you don't like. And it goes back to the same place. More money, more money, more money. So where does this stop? Where do you say enough? I need to take control of my money. Where does it stop? Right. My vision, guys, my vision is to create a community of financially empowered individuals who are able to create wealth for themselves by using their talents, their abilities, their resources to create a life that's so fulfilling to them. And your fulfillment in life is not about what other people think. It's not, it's not from external sources. It's from within. It's not the stuff that we're buying that's going to make us happy. It's how you feel deep down. Because at the end of the day, everybody is looking for the same thing. Love, happiness, um, respect. That's mostly what people are looking for and community and belonging. But because we haven't been able to identify exactly that this is really what we're looking for, we turn to think that maybe material things are going to satisfy that need or that want that we have. So if you want to examine yourself, why do you spend money the way that you do? Why do you spend money the way that you do? Be honest with yourself, right? Why do you spend money the way that you do? If I could go back and just use my story, our story, for example, I came to this country like everybody else 11 years ago. I came to this country as an immigrant, right? Like most of you, I came with a dream. You put in every single resource you have, a lot of effort, a lot of time, a lot of energy into securing your visa, into securing your spot in this place. And you come with that dream and then you come into a system which was created by people who were here before you. They were immigrants like you. Unless you're a native, unless you're a Native American or you're a Native Canadian, unless you're a native like the First Nations, you're an, you're an immigrant. And those people who came here before us, they created a system that we are coming into and we haven't taken the time to understand that system. So when we get into this country, the first thing is everybody is helping you to get your CV in order so that you can go land a job. Good. But when you land a job, 
what is it you start to compare? You look at, you start to look at your income and you're comparing it to what you might've been making back home. And to you now you're making so much more money and you start to relax and you start to forget about what this dream was that you had. But what happens? A lot of people at this stage of just arriving and of making this more, much more money than they were making before, they start to live a life that is like beyond their means. You start to get into so many financial commitments. You, everybody says, hey, you need to build a credit score. I'm like, what's a credit score? Well, go get a credit card, right? It's it's the normal thing that everybody does. You go out there and you, you get a credit card. And because now you have access to so much more money than, than you are actually making, you have access to money that it's like, well, just use it. You have 21 days to pay it back. Go ahead and use it. Everybody does it. You start to do that. You start to use a credit card. You start to buy things that everybody's buying. You start, you go take a phone on contract. You're like, okay, now I need a car. You go get a car. Oh, okay. Now I think it's time for me to buy a house. You go buy a house, right? And you, you get trapped into this cycle that you haven't even taken the time to understand yourself. And at one point you realize, okay, this job I'm doing, this entry-level job that I'm doing cannot sustain the life that I'm living, cannot sustain the life that I have set for myself. And at that point, a lot of people turn to go back to school so that they could get a better job, so that they can make some more money, so that they can afford the lifestyle that they have put for themselves. We all dream of a better life. But what does that mean to you? To you, is it about having the nicest car? Is it about having the nicest house? Is it ha about having the latest phone, right? Or is it about, is it really about material things? Or is it about that fulfillment that you would feel as a person knowing that, yes, I am living a life that's a life of meaning, a life that for me, is satisfying another life that everybody else would look at and say, oh, wow, she's living the life. Most people tend to spend more money than they intend to because they are trying to live up to a standard that society, in quote, has set. But what is it for you? What is it for you? I do have a vision that one day we will be living in a community that is filled with financially empowered individuals who, who are in control of their money, who are in control of their spending, who are able to dedicate their time, their resources, and do the jobs that they love and do the things that they love to create wealth for themselves, right? And in turn, you're creating wealth for the whole community. But first, it's about you. But if you're in a place right now where you are stuck in debt, if you're in a place right now where you're struggling to make ends meet, you're, you're living paycheck to paycheck, you don't have the time to think about what else I could be doing or what do I really want to do. You can't even get to the place of what you want to do because you're doing what you need to do. You need to go to work. You need to pay the bills. You need to do this. But when you go, let me ask you this. When you go to work, before you get your paycheck, 
Do you know who gets paid before you? The government gets paid before you because your taxes are pulled out even before you receive your check. Right. The government gets paid before you. But who did the job? It's you. You did the work. But before you get your income, the government gets its cut. When you get your check, guess who gets the next share of your income? The bank. If you have a mortgage or if you have a credit card, the next person that gets the share of your income is the bank. Whatever is left, now you need to start thinking about paying for other things. If you got kids, then you start thinking about school fees. If you got family back home, anywhere in Africa, for most people who came here from Africa who can relate to what I'm saying right now, you have to send money back home, right? So government gets its cut, the bank gets its cut, your family back home gets its cut. By the time you look at your paycheck, there's nothing left. What do you get for yourself? And because of this feeling that you start to feel, you're like, I work so much, I make so much money, yet I'm always living paycheck to paycheck. Instead of asking yourself, where did my money go? And, and start to figure out how you can change this. What instead happens is you get mad at the whole situation and you're like, I work so much, I need to pay myself or I need to enjoy my money. And you start to say, oh, you want to live once, whatever it is that goes into your body, that's what's yours, right? And then you, because of this thing that you're rioting with yourself, you go out there and you start buying things you don't need to fill an emptiness that is in there, which cannot be filled by money. That emptiness in you cannot be filled by money, it can't be filled by stuff. It can only be filled by you doing what you love. But so long as you're stressing out about money, so long as you are in debt, so long as you are struggling to make ends meet, you can't even think about anything else apart from survival. If you think of a person who's drowning, even if that person is hungry, the person isn't thinking about hunger at that time. The only thing that a person is thinking about is how do I get myself out of this water so I don't die? But that person might have things tied on its leg. It might be holding onto a baggage or holding onto a, a rock or whatever that's helping that person to sink. But you are so attached to that rock that you don't want to let it go. You don't want to let it go. If you're sick and tired of being living paycheck to paycheck, if you are sick and tired of being broke and you're ready to do something about it, Stop sitting and waiting for something to happen. You have to get up and do something about it. You have to get up and do something about it. The government is not going to bail you out. The government, stop waiting for the government to save you. You have to save yourself because you got everything you need to create the life that you deserve, to create the life that you love. But apparently you're so comfortable sitting wherever you are and complaining, oh, life is hard. Yeah, life is hard, but you're tough. The people who made it didn't have anything more special than you. The people who have made it in this life didn't physically have anything more special than you. You can be anything, not just anything you want to be, but anything you prepare to be. So if you're sitting there and you're saying, I don't want to be broke anymore, what are you doing about it to get yourself out of being broke? If you're sitting there and saying, I want to, I want to make more money, right? What are you doing about it? 
if you're sitting there and saying, I want to stop living paycheck to paycheck. I want to be able to take my kids on vacation without worrying about the debt that's going to be incurred because of that. Or I want to be able to just take some time off and not have to worry about money. What are you doing to prepare yourself for that? The people who have made it in this life didn't just make it from the income that they earn at their jobs. They made it by being impactful, creating an impact, finding something that they loved, using that thing to help people and in turn getting money from that thing, right? The job you do right now, yes, it's there to put food on your table. But at the end of the month, if you're spending all the money that you make, what money do you have? to start to create the life that you love? What money do you put aside to help you? You might wanna buy a beautiful handbag. What is that handbag doing for you? You might wanna buy a beautiful pair of shoes. What is it doing for you? You spend all your time working to earn some money which you in turn turn around and just give away to everybody else. And at the end of the month, you're sitting there and you're like, I have no money. I need to go out and get a better job. But when that better job comes with the increased pay, for most people, that also means a step up in lifestyle. If you look around and you would see, and you're honest to yourself, you would see that for most people who got a raise, they stepped up everything else in their life. So you got a raise and the first thing is, oh, I need a bigger house. Or you got a raise and the first thing is, oh, I need a bigger car. Yes, your income has gone up, but your, expen your expenses have gone higher than your income. You're worse off than where you were. So financial intelligence and financial literacy and financial freedom is not about how much money you make. It's about how much money you get to keep. How much of your income are you keeping for you at the end of the month? How much of it? I want to create a community of financially empowered people who will be able to create wealth for themselves by exploring their talents and their passions. I want you to be able to do a job that you love. Not a job that you have to because you're stuck in it because you need to make some income to pay for the life that you're, that you're trying to leave. I want you to get up in the morning and be excited about what you're doing for that day. If it's the job you're currently doing, amazing, that's good. But don't be stuck in it because you are, you have no other option. Be in it because it's what you really, really want to do. As long as you have a lot of debt, as long as you're living paycheck to paycheck, there's, no, there's not enough space between you, between your income and your spending to give you this room to, to give you this wiggle room to say, okay, what is the purpose of my life? What do I have to be doing? And can I make this move without handicapping myself or handicapping my family financially? You have to be honest with yourself. Why do you spend money the way that you do? Why do you spend money the way that you do? I have created or I am creating an online course 
which is called Take Back Your Money. It's a course which is going to show you how to take back control of your money so that you can pay off debt and free up cash and begin to create a more true life that is fulfilling to you. That's the simple purpose of the course that I am creating. It will be available in pre-order already. So if you want to go ahead and get into that course right now, you can get in. Right after the show, I'm going to launch it. Um, you can go in and do a pre-registration. In the course, you will be able to have a step-by-step -step guide to show you how to go from where you are right now to a place where you're not struggling to make ends meet, to a place where you have put, you are in control, right? You know exactly where your money is going. You're taking back control of your money so that you can finally begin, begin, begin the steps of creating this life that you love. If the life you're living right now is a life you love, amazing, the cause is not for you. If you're looking for a get-rich-quick scheme, the cause is not for you. But if you're looking to take back control of your money, if you're looking to learn how to take back control of your money, apply to your situation, what is it that's important for you? What are the things that you have to take care of? And what are the things that are just draining from your finances? If you want to learn how to do all of that for you, get into my course. It's the Take Back Your Money course. That's all it's showing you how to do, to learn how to take back control of your money so that you can free up cash so you can pay off debt. And imagine what your income can do for you if you, if you didn't have to send any payments to anybody. Just imagine. Can you imagine your life without having to pay credit card debt? Can you? Can you imagine your life where if you want to help somebody, you're free to help the person without worrying about, I haven't made my minimum payments. My husband and I, two years ago, we started on this journey. And right now, the only debt we have is our house. Years ago, I could never have imagined that that would be possible. But for a person who's just landing in this country, of course you're landing here and you have zero debt, right? And you come into this system which you don't take the time to study. You come into the system and you do what everybody else does. Guess where you end up when you do what everybody else does? You go where everybody else is going. And if you look around you and you see the people who told you to go do those things, Look at their lives. Is that the life you want for yourself? If it is good, you're on the right path. But if it's not, why are you still doing it? If it's not, why are you still doing it? If you want to take back control of your money, if you want to learn how to be fulfilled in yourself, it's a personal decision. First of all, you need to know why you want to do that. When I sit here and I think back at the time when, when this whole COVID thing started and the government was giving out handouts to people, if I think about it in the US, I think up to now they're still giving stimulus checks and they're still giving things. But what do people do with that? Some people, the people who have the habit of spending money they don't have, a lot of them took the money from their stimulus checks and they went and bought big flat screen TVs. 
So if your problem is a spending problem, more money is not going to do anything for you. It just gives you more money to spend. If you're a person who's generous, it gives you more money to be generous with. If you're a person who's selfish, it just gives you more money to be selfish with. So there's this misconception as well in our society that money is evil or money is bad. Money is money. Money is neutral. Whatever money does is what the person wielding it chooses to do with it. So if you can separate in your mind, if you can separate that misconception of money is bad or rich people are evil or any of that, just separate it and stop waiting on the government to bail you and know that whatever those people have, you have it. Or, or whatever, whatever thing that they are building, you can build those things too. But you need to free yourself from the bondage of debt. You need to free yourself from financial stress so that you can start to think about the things that really, really matter to you. A person who's drowning is only thinking about oxygen. A person who's in debt is only thinking about survival. But when that person who was drowning is no longer drowning and is ashore, that person might start, be, start thinking about, oh, I'm hungry. But they weren't thinking about hunger when they were drowning. That's what debt does to you. When you're in debt, the only thing you're thinking about is money. How do I get more money? How do I get out of debt? How do I make myself happy? How do I, how do I, oh, oh, I need to go to work. I can't miss work today. Or, oh, I need to do this. I can't miss this. Or, oh, I, and then it's like, it's like those, when you are struggling, it's like all the problems in this world start to come to you. It's like, it's at a point in time when Murphy's law, right? If something can go bad, if something can go wrong, it will go wrong. It's like, it's at that time that everything goes wrong in your life. But when you put yourself in control of your money, when you put yourself in a position where you, you are in control of your money, you can start to take decisions that are more whole in your life. Looking at all the pictures, looking at all the angles, it's not only money that's driving your decision at that time. So I ask you this question again. Why do you spend money the way that you do? Is it because you want people to look at you in a certain way, like you have the best life out there? Or is it because you're really, really doing the things that you like to do? If you're honest with yourself, you would see for the most part, it's got more to do with the people on the outside looking in than it's got with, with what you really, you really desire. You need to be honest with yourself. And sometimes because we are so stressed out about life, we tend to spend more at those times because there's something that you're sad about or there's something that you're really angry about or there's something that is not going right in your life. Instead of addressing that thing, you go out to buy something to make you happy. But a few days down the road, you realize that this thing you bought made you happy for a couple of hours or a couple of days, but it's over and you're back to feeling exactly the way that you were feeling before. And again, instead of addressing that root cause, we go out to buy another thing, another new toy. 
when you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, oh, I don't look so good. You think maybe if you buy this new outfit, you're going to look amazing. Yeah, you would look amazing for the moment. But what happens when you take off the outfit and you go back in front of the mirror? It wasn't about the outfit. It's about something deeper within you. So if you want to be honest with yourself and ask yourself, why do you spend money the way that you do? And you begin to examine the places your money has been going. You begin to examine yourself. You will find things about yourself that you, you had buried. You will rediscover those things and you will you will start to take control of your money. You will start to feel more in control. I was giving a talk to a group of people a few days ago, and the comment that came up from one person in the audience was that we don't have the same advantages as other groups of people because of the color of the skin. And while I might understand that, I don't agree with it because... You're an immigrant just like me. The only difference between you and me is the fact that you came to this country so many more years before me. Or your grandparents or great-grandparents came to this country years before me. And when, I'm, when, when you are approaching a problem with the mindset of, I can't get it, it kind of self-fulfills. You won't get it because you believe that you can't. If you're approaching a problem with, with the mindset of, I am at the disadvantage, this thing is never gonna work, guess what, you're right. If you think it's gonna work or you think it's not gonna work, you're both right. Your efforts, your mind, your mindset, your brain, it's gonna help you do more of what you believe. So if you believe that, you can never get out of debt. You can't. But if you believe that you can, I want to show you how. My vision is to create a community of financially empowered people, you and me, so that we can create the life that we love for ourselves. You need to free yourself from bondage. You need to free yourself from, from um, debt. You need to free, your, free up your cash, free up your money so that you can be a blessing to somebody else. You can be a blessing to your family. You can take your time and do those things that deep down, you have them deep down in you. Like, I really want to do this thing, but you don't have the time to go and try it out. There might be somebody who's saying, I really want to get into, into cloud computing, for example, but I can't afford to go back to school. My question to you is, why can't you afford to go back to school? And, and the question, the answer back usually comes because I have so much debt. And if I stop working right now and go back to school, it's going to be, it's going to be a catastrophe. And that's true. But what are you doing about it? What are you doing about it? The, the, the main problem, the main determining factor right now in you not being able to go and explore this cloud computing thing you want to do is the fact that you can't stop working because you have to pay bills or you have to pay some debt. Put some distance between your income and the debt. Downsize.
if that is really your dream and that's something that you really, really know is going to give that fulfillment to you, you should be willing to make some sacrifices right now in order to get you to this place where you want to be. And when you start to make those sacrifices, believe me, when you start to make those sacrifices, people around you are going to say, huh, what's wrong with that one? Be ready for the fact that when you're making those changes in your life for you, there are going to be people who might want to talk you out of it. Or you might even talk yourself out of it. You might say, wow, this is crazy. What was I to even think that I could, I could do this thing, right? You might talk yourself out of it. You might talk your friends out of it. Or your friends might talk you out of it. So before you want to embark on the journey, before you want to say, hey, I'm ready to make some changes, ask yourself why you want to make those changes. And be very sure why you want to make those changes. If you're a person who's used to having, <laughs> let me use a common example in our community. If you're a person who's used to having good meat every weekend, right? <laughs> and you used to go into some hangout and you meet people there. The moment you stop coming, people are going to ask you, hey, why aren't you coming here anymore? If you want to explain, choose to explain. But if you don't want to explain, or I mean, if you're, if you're sure about why you stopped going there and you want to explain, go ahead. But be ready for the fact that someone is going to tell you, man, forget that thing. So when you want to make a change, be ready. Know your why. Know why you want to make that change. Be ready knowing that people who love you or just don't like you at all are going to talk about the fact that you're making that change. And... If you're not sure about why you're doing it, it's very easy for you to just fall back to the old habit. So when you want to cut your spending or when you want to, yeah, when, when you want to cut your spending, first ask yourself, why? Why do you want to do it? If you have a bigger goal ahead of you, then it's so much easier to cut that spending. If you're looking at, um, I, I heard somebody talking about they wanted to start real estate. Um, they wanted to get into real estate investing, right? But they have huge credit card debts and they have huge car loans and they have huge everything. And I'm saying, okay, are you willing to make all the sacrifices in your life in order to get this, to this goal that you, that you want to go to? Because some of the sacrifices you might have to do would be to sell your car if you don't need it. Selling your car is going to raise eyebrows. What's happening to them? Why are they selling their cars? What's happening to them? Why, why isn't she, why isn't he hanging out with us anymore? Because you're making changes for you and you need to know why you're making those changes. Personal finance, it's personal. It's 80% behavior, what you do every single day. It's 80% behavior. It's only 20% what you know. You know that you have to do this thing. Why aren't you doing it? You don't have a why. You don't have a reason for doing it. So because of that, oftentimes you make up your mind and start this new year resolution and say, I am going to do X, Y, Z this year. One month you do it and the next month you're off. You fall off the wagon. You didn't have a long, a long range vision. You didn't, you didn't plan it out all the way. You didn't Planning out not meaning, it doesn't mean that you have to know every single step of the way what it is you need to do. No, you just need to know why you want to do it and be flexible in how you achieve that goal. 
So my my gift that I'm offering to the community right now is it's this course that I am doing, which is going to show you what we did. It's going to show you steps. It's pretty much steps that have worked for me, have worked for a lot of other people. And when I'm talking to people, they usually ask, okay, either how do I do this? How do I do that? That's exactly what I'm doing in the course. I have put together those those steps and those those um, guidelines, guiding principles, essentially, for things that you could apply in your life, but you need to know why you want to do it. Because if you come into my course and you're like, very skeptical and you're like, uh, I don't know if this is going to work. And then you don't wholeheartedly do it for you. It's probably not going to work for you. Here's a comment from Solange. Solange, it says, one of the biggest challenges is the temptation, the tendency to spend, to spend more than we earn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I really agree with that. And the main, the main thing, in my opinion, which facilitates that spending more than we earn is the fact that we have access to cash that we don't, we have access to credit. We have access to money that is not ours. And because we've never really formed that discipline or that habit to say, um, I'm not going to spend money that's not mine. We always just fall back into that temptation of using those things. And once you're using it, you don't pay attention because it's not money. It's not money that's physically there in your account, but it's like, it's money that's there, but it's not there. So you're spending the money and you really don't pay attention to the fact that you've actually spent more money than you made in that given month. So ask yourself, why do you spend money the way that you do? And examine again, examine your finances. Where's my money going? Where is my money going? For example, is your, um, your rent, mortgage, or, or housing in general, is it more than 35% of your take-home pay? If it is, that's too much. Because bear, taking into consideration the fact that you probably have to send money to family back home and you probably have to, you probably have kids that you're going to have to take care of other little things around the house for. And there's so many other things you need to do, right? If you're spending more than 35%, 25 to 35% of your income on um, housing, you're spending too much money on housing. And you apply this to every single area of your life. The car you're driving is more than 50% of your income. That's too much car. But everybody has a beautiful car. Yeah. You want to be like everybody else or you want to be like you. So you got to be honest with yourself. You got to make some decisions for you. You got to identify the reason why you're spending the money the way that you do. Um, I spoke to somebody a few weeks ago and she was telling me that um, at a time when she had a family member that was very sick, she noticed that she, she, like in hindsight, looking back, she realized that most of her spending, the biggest portion of her spending was at a time when she had a family member that was very sick. And the spending wasn't on the family member, it was on herself. But I'm like, okay, but did you ever try to understand why you were spending money that way? And we went back and forth a couple of times, but at the end of the conversation, she realized that the reason why she was spending a lot of money at that time was because she was feeling sad. She was feeling sad. Sad because she felt completely out of control when it came to how to help this person that was sick in the family. And she was a main caregiver. So she, she there was a lot of sadness and she couldn't, she didn't know how, how to express that or who to express it to. 
And she didn't want to express it in a way that came out like, I'm complaining because she really loves this person. And it wasn't like she was complaining, but she was just overwhelmed and feeling sad because this person was going through a lot of pain and she didn't know how to handle it. So she turned to shopping to keep her happy. But the side effect of that is what? You're spending a lot of money. You're buying things you don't need. I remember when I was pregnant for my first kid, I spent a lot of money. That's the time when I think that's the highest shopping I've ever done in my life at the time when I was pregnant for my first kid. I used to on a daily, almost on a daily basis, just go online to the shopping side and just look at the cute things they had and imagine how my body would come back to being my body after I had the baby and I would buy those things. And I bought so many things that after my baby, I never even got to walk to wear them. I was buying the shoes, taking into consideration my current shoe size, but it ended up that in pregnancy, as you would know, if you've been pregnant before, you would know that certain things increase, your feet being one of them. So all the shoes that I spent a lot of money buying just because I never got to wear them. All the clothes I spent the money buying just because I never got to wear them. But at that time, all you're thinking about is this feeling that you have at that moment. You're like, this is my happy place. Let me just buy some things. And you buy and you buy and you buy. If you for a moment, if I personally know that if I didn't have my credit card on hand at that time, I wouldn't have bought those things. So when you start to examine the reason why you spend money the way that you do, look back at the time in your life when you got out of control with your spending. What was going on at that time? It was never about the money. It was something deeper. And your spending at that time was to compensate for whatever thing you were feeling at that point in your life. So be honest with yourself. Why do you spend money the way that you do? I have a friend when she bought her house, that was a time when she got into a lot of debt. And the debt at that time was because she was, she just bought a house. And you know, when you buy a house, you want to do a housewarming party and you want everybody to come in and look at your house looking all cute. So she got into a lot of debt at that time, not for the mortgage. You know, the mortgage was there, but not for the mortgage. She went into a lot of debt to furnish the house. If you want to be honest, why? The reason at that time was to impress the people who were going to come and look at the, the beautiful new house. So again, it goes back to this thing. You spend money you don't have to buy things you don't need to impress people you don't even really care about. People who really don't add value to your life. But until you become honest with yourself, until you start to tell yourself the truth about yourself, you're going to stay right where you are. And that doesn't help you in any way. It doesn't help your family in any way. It keeps you doing work you despise because you need the money. You're not flexible enough to say, okay, this work I'm doing doesn't satisfy me anymore. I want to change. I want to go to a different field or I want to go to a different career move. I want to make a career move, for example. Several years ago, I think like seven years ago, there was um, a guy here in Montreal who was looking to, to get into accounting. I do accounting, right? Um, there was a guy who was looking to get into accounting and he was asking me, but how did 
how did you do it? How did you break that barrier when you came here to get into accounting? And I told them I had a goal. The other thing that mattered to me at that time was getting into accounting. It wasn't about the pay at the time. Because I knew that if I got my foot in the door in accounting here, I could walk my way up. The challenge was getting your foot in. So I thought, told them, if you really want to get your foot into accounting, at the time, that was like seven years ago, if you really want to get your foot in, be willing to accept whatever pay, it taking the pay cut to do the thing you really want to do. So if you're sure you really, really want to go in, accept any position in accounting so you can get in. And then you prove yourself so you can go up. That was a piece of advice I gave with a long-term goal in mind. But for this person, it wasn't practical. And I, and I got it. For this person, it was completely not practical because the person had a family to care for. The person had a lot of financial commitments. Taking a, a pay cut was out of the question. They couldn't afford to take a pay cut in order to get into this long-term goal that they wanted. Financial commitments. And to this very day, the person is not in accounting. And to this very day, the person tells me, Ida, I wish I took your advice that you gave me at that time. Because if I had gotten my foot into the door in accounting, I know I would have been up there right now. But up till now, I'm not in accounting and I'm still struggling to find my feet. And it's too late for me to go and take that pay cut because it's, it's, it's too long. So the reason I'm bringing this story up is because if you have put yourself in a position where financially you're able to make certain moves for your long-term goals, you're setting yourself up for success. You can be anything that you prepare to be. Prepare yourself for what's coming ahead of you so when it comes, you're ready to take it. Prepare yourself for it. That means getting your finances in order, getting yourself in order today. And that means you got to put some gap between your income and your expenses. You need to keep some money aside so that you can invest in yourself. Invest in something you understand. Invest in something you love. Invest in whatever, stocks, real estate, whatever thing it is that you understand, invest in it. But for you to be able to have the money to put into those investments, you need to, you need to quit being broke. You need to change your mindset. You need to believe that you can do it, right? And then you need to start taking the steps today to do it. If you have no idea how to do that, I have a course. Let me take a question here. It says, we worry about our kids and peer pressure while as adults, societal and peer pressure is killing us. Thanks for talking about this. Yep. Societal pressure is killing us. But for the kids on, we can actually measure it because we, we, we kind of see it and we see how it's physically affecting the kids. Us as adults, we mask it behind our spending. We mask it behind our spending. And what do you see on social media? You see everybody looking so fly. You see everybody looking so, so fine. But deep down, 
people are broke. And until we become honest with ourselves, we're going to stay right where we are. If all that matters to you is being the talk of the town on social media or being the, or getting the most attention, right? If that's all what matters to you, you're going to get it, but you're paying for it with your freedom. You're going to wake up every day and do something you absolutely hate just because you need the money to keep up with the lifestyle that you have set up for yourself. A lifestyle that has no meaning, a lifestyle that has no fulfillment for you. So if you are sick and tired of living paycheck to paycheck, if you're sick and tired of being broke, if you're sick and tired of living this life that has no meaning and you are finally ready to do something about it, do something today. Change is pending. Get out of debt. Free up cash. Take back your money. That's my course. Take back your money. You can learn how to take back control of your money so that you can pay off debt and begin to create a more stress-free life that is fulfilling to you. Only you can do it. No matter how much handouts the government gives you, no, ma no matter how many times you are bailed out, nothing is going to change if you don't change your spending habits. Nothing is going to change. You're going to stay right where you are doing the same things you're doing and hating yourself every step of the way because your life has got absolutely no meaning. I hope today I've been able to touch somebody too, too. Think for themselves and, and understand that they need to change for them. You need to change for you. You're not doing it for anybody else. You're doing it for you. All I can do is give you tools that I have seen out there, tools that I have applied on myself and I have applied on lots of other people, and it has worked. But if you're sitting there and you're dying in shame and dying in in you're sitting there and you're dying in shame and you're choosing to leave this life that is a lie, continuing to put out this false narrative of who you are out there. You're not fooling anybody. You might fool everybody on social media, but when you go back into your house and you lie down on your bed and you're sleeping, it comes back to haunt you. What if you die today, right? Are we going to set up a GoFundMe? to send your remains back home? Are we gonna have to set up a GoFundMe to take care of your kids? Are we gonna have to set up a GoFundMe to pay your debt? Or can you do something about it today for you? So you can finally start to create this life that you love. We came from a culture that, most of us, we came from a culture that has no debt, a culture that is cash-based. And we got into a system and we did not take the time to understand it. And we got into debt and we are in a spending cycle. You're in a vicious cycle. And because of your spending, you wake up every day and you go to a job you hate to make more money, to pay for this life. But when you come back here, you see everybody else has stepped up. So you step up your game and you spend some more 
But that means what? You need to do overtime and you need to find a, a bigger income to pay for this life. But every time you come back, people have gone higher than you. At what point do you realize that this life here that everybody is showing every day, that's not the real thing. The real thing is inside you. You need to cut the spending. You need to take back control of your life and take back control of your money. It starts with you. It starts with your money. You might want to think money is not important, but take it away from yourself and see what happens to you, right? It affects every single part of your life. It affects everything that is important to you. Money decides where you're going right now. Money decides the job you're doing. Money decides everything. It's time for you to take back control of your money. It's time for you to change for you. So if you want to get into my online course, I'm going to be sharing the link right after this show. It is, the course is called Take Back Your Money. It's available for pre-registration right now, meaning the content is not yet available to you but you can get in at the early bird price. Right now, it's only $69 for the online course. It's only $69, but that's for the early bird price, meaning for people who get in before the launch date, you can get it at $69. But once it's launched November 15, once I make it live on that day, that's the day the content will start being available to the people who've registered. Once it it launches and you want to register on that day, it's going to be at the full price, which I haven't decided yet. But the early bird price today, from now until the day it's launched, which is the 15th of November, it's $69. And you can go on there and you can get in right now. I hope I've been able to touch somebody today. I hope I've been able to to help you realize that you need to take that decision for you. I hope so. And thank you so much for joining us. And thanks, Clarice. Great content, Ida. Thank you so much for that comment.